Hey yo, hey yo, <laughs> I'm back for the second episode of Mental Wealth. Oof, wow. Yo, it actually, it's a lot getting these episodes out. <laughs> but I've just had to hit record and say, you know what, Wazi, it's okay. Let's, let's just go. Let's just get into this. I'm Ran Jomo. Welcome to episode two of Mental Wealth. This is a series I've decided to start on my podcast. It's something I feel like I've always wanted to do, but it's it's taken me a while to get here. But I really appreciate the journey. And if you listen to episode one and you're back for episode two, I promise you <laughs> I'm uh, I'm sober today. <laughs> I don't swear as much. I, I'm very free with my words, yes. <laughs> But I don't swear as much as I did in that first episode. I had to drink a bit, open up my throat chakra. <laughs> if you know what I mean. Just had to I needed I needed that. I needed that push. So that first episode was a bit of a mess. <laughs> but it was the push I needed to I needed um to get going really. So this is episode two. I've said that how many times now? <laughs> Uh yeah, I'm really I'm really happy to be doing this to be honest. I'm really happy to be doing this. So the past couple of weeks have been quite heavy. <clears throat> if I'm being honest, since like the beginning of May, I feel like I've been going through transitional period after transitional period. <laughs> I think I jokingly tweeted like <laughs> uh I feel like I've been going through an existential crisis literally every other week since the start of may maybe late april and i was just like yo it's been it's been hectic but i think in the grand scheme of things i look back on this period of time where i'm saying it was tough but i look back on this period and i'll be like holy shit this was the most important time in my life and it's so funny that it it, it had to be forced by a <laughs> by uh whatever but by, by a pandemic anyway i've been going on for for a bit too long about my feelings today <laughs> today has been a very pivotal day for me especially this song i think <laughs> the fact that it just came to me <laughs> Ironic that this is the song I'm using for episode two of a mental health series. I remember <laughs> this is crazy by Niles Barkley, if you don't know that, but I'm sure everyone, this is a very recognizable song. <laughs> it wasn't because I didn't know enough. make me crazy <laughs> possibly <laughs> possibly possibly wow man like that song the the things that 
like what I've gone through today is something I can't even begin to explain on the podcast right now because I'll end up a rambling mess and I don't think I'll make any sense to anyone. So I'm going to keep that. But I had a superbly profound day. <laughs> eye opening. Literally third eye chakra opening type shit. <laughs> that make me that maybe I hope that doesn't make me sound crazy. <laughs> and that's exactly how I was feeling. Like but no, like if it makes me crazy, then fuck it, I'm crazy, you know. But I'm following my heart. And let's just let's just leave it. Let's just leave it at that. Episode two of of this series for me, and what I wanted to do today was kind of document my mental health journey. Um, I'm not going to talk about uh, early like childhood traumas. These are things that I've been learning, uncovering about myself these past few weeks. I've been in therapy. I think I mentioned that in the first episode. And what, let me just stop there. And I want to be an advocate for therapy. So if you're listening to this, like you don't have to have a mental illness or like be be dep- wait you don't have to wait till you're depressed or until you have an anxiety attack to consider therapy i think it's something everyone would really benefit from if if they opened up their minds to it i feel like if everyone went to therapy would have a lot less bullshit in the world <laughs> but anyway yeah that was a side note that was a side note what i wanted to do in today's episode was um document yeah my mental health journey from the i think accurately the first time i could act i could actively say okay something has changed inside of me and i am feeling depressed but those are that's obviously i was just saying i would i would probably dismiss it as just like being sad i would never that's also something i used to i used to really do to myself is invalidate my own feelings for for whatever reasons for whatever reasons but anyway so i wanted to de- de- actually dedicate <laughs> document um my journey from i i think the first time i could actively point out um that i was depressed like maybe from teenagehood yeah let's start let's start from teenagehood um 16 after my first <laughs> Oh my gosh, thinking about it now, it's so hilarious. After my first heartbreak, like my that my first girlfriend dumped my, my ass. <laughs> and uh the period after that, I could definitely say I felt depression. But obviously I was a kid and I didn't understand all those things I was feeling. And I noticed a few of the ways I dealt with that feeling back in the day would my appetite would completely go. And that's till this day, something that happens. It's something that happens. And I've, especially this year, I've lost so much weight. I've lost so much weight this year, but I'm going to gain it back. I have to gain it back. Anyway, once again, sidetracked. Where was I? Okay. Yeah. My first girlfriend dumped me and those, feelings I, I remember i don't remember i think that's another crazy thing that i learned about myself is the most uh 
the times in my life I would consider most traumatic are periods of my life I don't recall very well. I just remember the emotions, but the the events themselves, my brain has kind of like locked locked them out, which is so fascinating to me. Man, being in therapy is just really interesting. You learn so much about yourself. You really learn so much about yourself. Um, and then that's and and then I think after that period, I kind of like I dived. I I I fully. I was fully focused in into like A levels. I think after that year, I went to A levels, and that's the beauty with high school. You're in you're in a routine, so you don't even get time to focus on all these negative feelings you're actively doing things i was i was always playing football and shit i was obviously focusing in class uh trying to have a social life that kind of stuff high school was a lovely bubble and then that ends and you go to university and that's when the world really hits you <laughs> and you re- you get a taste of real life and i got that taste of real life um when i went abroad uh after year 12 after year 12 i saw my results and i was like oh my god if i stay in this school <laughs> things are gonna be thick things are gonna be thick i'm not gonna finish year 13 I'm, I'm going to get to year 13 and i'm gonna get even worse grades than this so we decided you know what fuck this shit i passed year 11 we're gonna use my year 11 results to do it to get me um to apply for uni abroad so long story short i used unisav and i got a university i applied to a university in cyprus lefke uh the european the european university of lefke is that what yeah of course that's what it was fucking called (laughs) yeah in cyprus and i went there and that's when life really really grabbed me by the balls and squeezed hard and it was not fun. <laughs> it was okay. It was good fun, actually. Let me not say that because I met amazing people. I had incredible experiences. But in terms of my mental health, that's when I really came face to face with my depression. And I had to ask myself, holy shit. Like, it took, and even after that, it took me another two years to accept, oh shit, mental illness. That's, that's your wave. <laughs> that's a weird way of saying I have a mental illness. That's my wave, isn't it? You know what? It's my wave. <laughs> so yeah, even after uh, the traumatic experiences I had there, and coming back, it took me two years and a pandemic for me to come face to face with <laughs> all of this shit that I've been real that I've been dealing with since I was a kid. And it's been a wild, wild, wild journey. It's been really incredible. I don't know how. I think I've done my best to keep it concise. Most of the stories will come in other in other uh, in other forms of not on this series. This series is is very very specific, very specific. So all these experiences will be, let me say, the universe or the world I'm going to create in terms of my content in the the plans I have for the future and shit. But anyway, let me not get ahead of myself. Let me not get ahead of myself. I had a segment. I had a segment um, I had, uh, that I wanted to to start on this uh, on this series. 
The way I come up with this shit, man, let me, let me not even gas myself up like I'm the only one who comes up with fucking segments. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but there, there I go again. You know what? I'm the fucking shit, man. I am. I am. I'm I'm not going to I'm not going to to let negative shit happen. I am the shit and I'm dope. So let's get into this segment. Um and this segment is I keep saying segment. So I figured that I would get more like I want to share more information. I don't want to just uh, share my personal experience, although I feel that, uh, that 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 is important. I want to use my experience to educate you guys a bit. So what this is, is every new thing or new concept that I learn during a therapy session, if I feel like it's something uh, worth sharing that uh, you guys can use, for yourselves and maybe to try learn a bit more about yourselves, I will. So what I'm sharing with you is a, is a concept called attachment theory. And I learned in my last session that attachment theory is basically um, the relationship uh, that we have with our primary caregivers from ages zero to five. I'll repeat that again if you didn't catch it. The relationships that we have with our primary caregivers from ages zero to five affect like how we interact in our adult relationships and how we behave in our adult relationships. I hope that was clear. And there are four of these attachment styles. So the first one, Oh, by the way, that primary caregiver can be anyone, by the way, your mom, your dad. Obviously, pri- usually it, you think it's the parents, of course, but whoever was your primary caregiver at the time. So the first one is uh, the secure attachment style. This, is, this refers to the ability to form secure and loving relationships with others. Simple as that. I'm not going to give you guys way too much and read the whole freaking article. I want to give you guys just a little bit, uh, the most important pieces of information. And if you guys, if it piques your curiosity, you know what? Go and search it for yourself and learn a bit more. And maybe you would see, oh, shit, this is this is me here, you know. Uh, the second one is the, un- the anxious attachment style. It's a form of insecure attachment style marked by a deep fear of abandonment. That's a bit. <laughs> I, I'll be open enough to to admit that I I I I, re, I resonate with this one the most. I resonate with this one the most due to past experiences. So you guys just think about which one you think you'd um, relate with the most. The second one is the avoidant attachment style, which is a form of insecure attachment style marked by fear of intimacy. So while the other one is like more clingy and fear of abandonment, this one is fear of intimacy. So these are people who avoid intimacy. They avoid getting close to people and trusting people. And then you have the fourth one, which is a combination combination of both the fearful uh, the, the, the anxious one and the avoidant one. This is just like, if this is you, I'm so sorry, man. Like, please try your best to get help. But this is just a combination of the two worst of, of the two worst of the two others. 
um, yeah, it's a combination of both the anxious and avoidant attachment styles. People with fearful avoidant attachment both desperately crave affection and want to avoid it at all costs. That is a hard life. That's a hard knock life. Like it really is. <laughs> it really is. Um, I think this was concise enough. I like what I've done today. So short and sweet. Don't we don't need to do fucking forty minutes ranting episodes all the time, do we now? Where we say the F word more times than God knows who God knows what, man. But anyway, I think I'm I'm done for today's episode. Thank you guys for listening. I really appreciate I feel like people liked the I feel like you guys liked the first episode. I, I got a f- more than one person reaching out to me and telling, giving me positive feedback. So it's a, it's a bit, it's, it's not a bit, it is encouraging. So I really thank you guys who've listened. Uh, I pray you guys, uh, yeah, continue with me on this journey. I'm really gassed, man. I'm really, I'm really, I'm really gassed. I hope you guys can hear the humbleness in my voice (laughs) i really hope you can if the real ones out there the real ones out there anyway this has been a long ass intro i'm a happy man and i'm feeling so much happiness that i i don't even know how to express it that's 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 it man that's it man but things are gonna continue getting better things are a hundred percent going to continue getting better i thank you guys once again for listening to this episode I'm Imran Jomo. Peace out.